Welcome back. Uh, Emerge Podcast episode five. Um, we have another guest for you today. Um, today we've got on Kieran Timoney, uh, who is a good friend of Kenny's. Um, you probably remember we spoke about the travelling antics for Kenny uh, a few episodes back. So this is the lucky man who got to go on the journeys with him. So thanks yeah. very much, Keezy, for coming on. Oh, thanks a lot for inviting me. Cheers. No problem. No problem. So what we'll, we'll talk about, um, we'll cover sort of obviously what you've been doing because you've you've traveled the world for quite a while eh? um quite a good few years so we'll, we'll go back to the start and we'll kind of run through for there um any stories that you've got or want to tell or um okay. aye, and we'll just talk about some of the stories for you and kenny's days traveling as well i'm sure there's a few okay. right. just right. on you go mate how no i was going to see how hard was this to get going man this is we had about an hour's worth of technical glitches eh but we got aye, them, we got aye, them aye. The end. It's all my fault. No, 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 no. Um, bye. So, just wait there, just, just, it's raining, it's raining. Just, <laughs> since Kieran came back to this country, it's been, it's been the, the, the like, driest, hottest ever it's ever been. <laughs> and then and we get some rain. Uh, just wanted to let everybody know that's what's happening. It's raining at this point in time. It is indeed, Kenny. Uh, right, so we'll go back to the start, Keezy. So we've got a couple Kenny. of questions. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry Gab. Do you want to do an announcement, Kenny? Yeah, why the announcement? You said to me you wanted to say something to people. No. Oh, I did die. I. I was going to try and just let that slide. Um, with regards to my, my very brief uh, Instagram career that was live, that was... Oh, aye, so right. much fun! That was I loved that. To be fair, it was nearly um, a defining moment when it comes to me doing my Instagram lives. But no. I was way too drunk. Actually, still feel the effects of it. I wee glass of wine just to make Get myself a wee bit less. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> aye. But I mean, Gav, Gav really carried the team. Did you know see him singing live? Was, on Instagram? It was amazing. I don't really good singer, you were going to mention that, mate. I don't know if anyone knows He's trying to bring you yeah. down as well. No, but if, I, if I'm going down, you're coming with me. That's <laughs> how uh, it works. Uh, but aye, so aye, we've covered our Instagram antics. You may, never know. You might still young. We'll go, we'll go back to it, but certainly won't be as drunk again. I can't do that again. I, I, I was in a sorry state of affairs. I liked um, right at the end of the night. Obviously, we were on the live at this point. But do you remember what you had in your sandwich? Your midnight snack? No. No. I, I've, lost your, I've lost your voice. I can't hear you talking. Oh. You hear me now? He knew. See me now. See me now. You had tiger bread with some nice cheese coleslaw uh, and wee cocktail sausages. Oh, man. Hello. Is that how there was none of them left? You had, for 30, me. you had about 13 of them on a, on a, on a piece. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, classy Scooby snack. <laughs> but anyway, back to Keezy. This is I a, know, let's talk about the guy who's came away. the guest. Uh, um, so, just start off, um, Kieran, what was it like? So, so what, was there an initial point that made you think you're going to go travelling? Or how, how did the whole thing come about? Um, it's kind of hard to remember. I think... I think if the way it works out is I was meant to go to maybe Thailand the year before. Right. 
And then, so that would have been, I think, 2013. And then for some reason it never worked out and I ended up going to Spain with one of my other pals, a good friend, Thomas Boyle. So that was that was as adventurous actually going to Tenerife. But <laughs> I think then next year I decided, right, no, let's let's uh, go a trip. I think my sister had been travelling to Thailand and Southeast Asia as well. And at that point I think me and me and Kenny were getting pretty like just like pally, like hanging around all the time and stuff. And then I think he was always he always had his heart set on Australia. Mm-hmm. So once that kind of came into view, I was just kind of linked it to Thailand and all that stuff being close there. And then I think he just said, I think he said he would add that part of his journey in, but then I would come home at the end of the, I think it was five or six weeks initially, and then he would go to Australia. So I thought at least I've got somebody to go with. I, probably I would, I'd never really done anything adventurous like that and nobody really spoke to at that point had been to Thailand or Vietnam or you know like any place like that so I think it was good that um Kenny was coming along for the journey and then <laughs> I don't remember how it started because it was probably the craziest like you know just like jumping two feet right in we booked tickets to go uh, like a wireless festival in London Right. So it was like two days, uh, like we were seeing like Kanye West and I think Drake was meant to perform, but something happened and then Kanye West played two nights. But just me and Kenny, just having the time of our lives in a field in London somewhere. But then the second day, we basically had the flight at like five or six in the morning to Bangkok and we were still out at 11, 12 at night. So it was just a case of going back to the the digs and then getting our, our big massive backpacks and suitcases uh-huh. and, <laughs> and then going to the airport and I'll remember you were flying via Russia. Aye, <laughs> uh, so. What? That is uh-huh. the most scary thing I've ever heard. Uh, no. we just, I think I booked my flights. I don't know the way it was, but you you got yours as part of Australia, Kenny, or something. I don't know. Can I remember? Aye, uh, so I only booked obviously a one-way flight, but I didn't book... Keezy had like ah, a return ticket, right. so he just booked a date going and a date coming back with the same company. So he flew like first class, Etihad, finishing in Dubai, <laughs> and then day two, you know, Dubai, staying in the Burj Khalifa, one of the fancy hotels there. Uh, I stopped off in Russia for like seven hours, and there was no English, and it just looked like crazy emblems everywhere. Oh, I couldn't no. read it. Aye. It was a nice, it was a nice... Uh... Whereabouts in Russia? Like Moscow or something, a big city? Or... Ask me. No. I just said Russia and I got scared. I think it would have been... It would <laughs> no. have been... There or St. Petersburg, maybe? I think you said something like... It, like Boston or something, something random, like it was like 30 degrees or something. I don't know, I can't remember. Was, was this in the summer, I'm, I'm assuming? It was like June. Aye, oh, okay. aye. The, I think Russia can be quite warm though in the summer, eh? I think they get a proper summer the winter. They did in that airport that day. But <laughs> that could have been like a hangover. Because we, we didn't go to bed and we were still drinking a half bottle of the Sorono on the, the London Underground I, the airport. We were on the Underground, weren't we, in like the middle of the night? Like just, uh-huh. I think once the, like once the tiredness kicked in, it was lucky that we made. That's what it was. We went to the airport together and we were uh-huh. sitting were sitting with our big bags and you were saying don't fall asleep to me because I was flying uh-huh. a couple hours after you. So we're just going to randomly meet up in Bangkok. And I think I was like on the verge of like falling asleep and you were like getting me coffee and stuff like that. 
So you just went away and then I got on the flight. And this is where it got funny because I got, I was flying via Abu Dhabi. So I flew, I flew uh, London, uh, Heathrow to Abu Dhabi. And then we got to Abu Dhabi, it was like, say, I don't know, like three in the morning. So there was nothing open in the airport. So the whole flight just kind of, there was only like, I think there was one part of like a Burger King where you could sit down. So I came off the plane and it's obviously still that this is the, the hangover was starting to kick in. And I was just like, just get me to Bangkok. I was like sweating and just a horrible experience, just regretting the festival a wee bit. And then I just, I, this boy just sat down. He said, I think he said, is the seat free or whatever? And I said, I no bother. And then he said, oh, how's the flight been? And we just started talking. So he was from like uh, Derbyshire. And I always remember like he was the double uh, uh, Angel Di Maria. <laughs> Di Maria, that's right. So he was. Aye. I just thought Di Maria sat down next to me. And um, so we started talking. And then turns out he was going to uh, some of the same places that we were. But basically his uncle owned a bar at some resort in Thailand and he was going to visit him and just kind of have a holiday. Uh-huh. So by the time, by the time me and, cause there was nothing else to do, me and him kind of like made pals. By the time we came out of Bangkok, we were the slip your best pals. So I was just introducing, once I Hi. met Kenny, I was like, Kenny, this is, his name was Leon. I was like, this is Leon. And they just started talking. <laughs> 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 this is Maria. <laughs> so we just shared a, shared a taxi. I think he was, I don't think he'd any accommodation booked and he was scheduled just to get another flight right out of Bangkok. But I think he came with us and literally it was so funny. He'd never even saw his uncle. I don't think. Really? No, I've never seen him at all. No. He stayed with us the entire month for a month that he was there. Aye. He just went, he just followed us everywhere. Like he'd get a reservation where we were staying. <laughs> take the next we just went around like the few three amigos the whole time. It was so he, funny. A guy still, that I met on you the still talk to him? You still keep in contact? We've, I've, we've, got, oh, we've both got him on Facebook. I think he's had a wee, a wee girl a as well wee, and stuff. Girl. I mean, Aye. maybe send your like, birthday message, but that was a good few years ago now, so it's, it's not really... That, that, that was 2013? That was 2014. Oh, right, 2014. I, I don't know how you can remember the years. I'm shocking with years. I just remember because I finished college that year, so that's when I. Aye. That's when I. Um, and then I, I just remember everywhere that he went, and it was so funny. He was a legend. He so came off the fun. plane with him. Oh, no, 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 just he came off the plane with him, and I was like, "Who's this man?" Trust Keezy to go on a plane, hungover, and still make a pal. Still make a that's pal. what I thought. Uh-huh. It's the looks, mate. It's the looks at date. Must be. I don't know <laughs> Um, there was just that, that a few hours layover. I think just you were just clinging to somebody to talk to or a bit of chat, and he he happened to be there. And then it was funny because I've never had anything like that in my life where somebody's been that content to just hang out with. And Aye. he was just he was kind of good for me, Kenny, because he was dead easy going. And I think sometimes we'd have reservations about doing certain stuff, and he just said he was just like he just said yes to everything. So he was the best guy you have when you're traveling because you could just say anything and he'd be if like Kenny didn't want to go he'd go and if I didn't want to go with Kenny then he'd always go so it was kind of the, the perfect balance <laughs> and, uh, he liked a beer he liked a night out and he was up for like kicking the ball on the beach he was a legend 
Where is where is he living now? Is he back in Derbyshire? I think he's eyes around that area, and that's that was another thing. My sister used to live there as well, so I kind of had when he was saying I was asking him places, and I think that was a way that we kind of clicked. But I was it was so funny, and um, I always remember we met these. Uh, I think it was you meet loads of people when you're out, like, and we were in Koh Samui, one of the islands, and you're just like going from place to place and you stay out all night and you spend about 12 quid like it's brilliant <laughs> and I think Kenny were just like pure who cares like just drinking bottles of whiskey and having a laugh <laughs> I always remember I think we met these two Americans and we told them that it was Di Maria like definitely Hi, Di and one day I think they came running up the beach and they were shouting like Di Maria Di Maria <laughs> Or just like telling me to put the shades on and like pure look like a star, it's so funny. Just put a wee bit, a wee bit of an accent on and just, uh, it was, just we told them not to talk. Told them not to talk. They they believed it because one of them was like a big soccer fan, weren't they? Like, oh, I love Aye, soccer, she, I can't like, believe it's you. She googled them and everything. She googled them. Your first place you, you, you both of you traveled to was Thailand then. I um we went to Bangkok and then I think we stayed there. I don't know, maybe I can't really remember, but three or four days, and then we um went to Kosam. No, we went to Kosamui, stayed there. I think we kind of stayed there longer because we liked it, and then we went to Phuket, and then I think we went, we did like the full moon party, uh-huh. um, which was the night of the World Cup final. Remember, Kenny? Uh, I, I. How do you remember? <laughs> sleeping section for a while the, see about see about the filming party um, remember we thought we had missed the bus we had we bought like crates of beer like big slabs of like, like 50 beers in them and I had this big backpack on people trying to carry all these beers um, <laughs> and we got in a speedboat and it was so fat that wasn't safe at all oh, man Aye, it was a well, speedboat speed tra- for... transports you to the to the event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like an it's on another island where it's just used uh-huh. for the training party, so they've got to take you across. Aye, and it was maybe a speedboat for about seven people. I think there must have been about twenty people in this speedboat, <laughs> and uh-huh. we were handing out everybody beers. Like, hey, have a beer, have a beer, um, and I'm shocked that everybody got to the other side. And I think if you fell off, it was that dark; uh-huh. they would never have found oh, you. Really? Yeah. Is, that, is that not quite notorious for people dying? Eh? Aye, there's a, a, a like Thailand like festival, I suppose. A lot of drugs and all that mental uh, stuff. Aye. But it's the same as any so festival, but maybe Tina Park. It is, aye. It's just the same as everywhere. It's Tina Park with speedboats. So, see, so first place you went to was Bangkok. Yeah, uh-huh. actually, you were mentioning something about Bangkok. Maybe we were talking the other day about the the wet markets and stuff like that. You said there's like a big strip. You oh, right. What's the name of that strip? Do you know, Casey? Uh, I think it's Kyle San Road. So you can just yeah. like, can just buy like. He's got the knowledge, isn't he? So you good. can just buy like you can eat like cockroaches on a stick, and you can buy a car engine. You can just buy it. <laughs> 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 so funny! So funny! Like it's just full of people and like people performing. It is it's cool. Like it's cool if you're from like Glasgow. It's a pure diff- different world. Like to see it, it's amazing. Yeah. A big culture only, shock. Yeah, I don't. I was going to say the only time I've ever seen Thailand is on a film. So you talk about like the Hangover or something like that. Aye. Uh, 
can you, is it just like, like like that though? You could walk into like a tattoo shop and you're like 12 year old and get a tattoo just because they don't care or sort of. I it's don't know. Pretty that. much. Grow you on the And I got to say it. But I mean, it is wild. I assume that they would probably just cut for money because it's a it's a poverty ridden country, and it? it's uh, not like the uh, these people need probably, money. And if you're twelve and get the balls to go and ask for a tattoo, then uh, and it's so densely popu- populated as well. Eh? Like it's just uh, uh, many people, millions of people. Around. Let's see, you're talking about the Hangover. We stayed in the the Labua Hotel. It's in the Hangover. Right. See, like when they're, they're coming up in the helicopter and chow to get them, like the police in the helicopter ah. comes up at that hotel. We stayed in that hotel. Right. Um, our room was next ah. door to, like, it was called the, the Hangover Suite. We were like, next door to that. If that's the richest yeah. I've ever yeah. felt in my life. <laughs> Hi, our room was huge. That was the night we missed the flight, wasn't it? Aye, we missed our flight Aye. the next day because of steaming. Uh, that was class. I've never felt so rich and so powerful in my life. No, no, no. no. You're there. Nanny Ray stories. And it's nothing to do with me. It's actually nothing to do with me. <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm incriminating myself here, but I'm definitely not. Um, that was the one I wrote down. Was it? Just go tell. Right, okay. Go. Right, go. go. On you go. So, we've basically been kind of kind of slumming it for a few days and we knew we were going to fly down to the, the island. The islands. So we thought, right, we'll kind of splash out and um, we found that hotel because I think, I think my sister actually stayed in it as well and she recommended it to me. So they did like a, a package, didn't they? Like they were, I think we were meant to get picked up in a limo and have free food and drink all day and then dinner at night. But we only, I think we ended up going to get randomly like haircuts and we missed all the other stuff. We just got there like at six o'clock and then I think we we had this meal book. So it was this restaurant and it was like a 10 course meal. Like it's one of the fanciest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. It was like, I don't know, 72 floors up or something and you go and have this rest, this meal and it's like the woman comes and explains what you're about to eat. And like one, this <laughs> one course, the kind of palate and all these like mousses and it's insane. So gets to like we we me and Kenny had had like cocktails and we're drinking and that and it was the only night we'd put on like a shirt we only had like one shirt with and we put jeans uh-huh. on as well and then the it was all it was so funny because it was like the last night and I thought we should go we both wanted to do something and they had a bar outside of the restaurant like this amazing view but it was just kind of full of couples and a bit like stuffy like I think nah it was really expensive we're not going to stay around here long. So the, towards the end of the meal, I said to the waitress, like, um, is there anywhere like you could recommend to us that we could go like, after, like, a, like other bars or a club or something? And she, she's like, oh, I can recommend plenty of places for people with you. And she obviously thought we were a couple. And I, I forgot that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it was very funny, and you just, I just remember your reaction, like, I'm, I'm no, I'm not a couple. <laughs> I was laughing as well, but it was it was a wee bit funny. I think that happened quite a lot when we were travelling together. Uh, and then so she recommended a couple of places and I got out to write them down. So we jumped in a taxi, we finished the meal, it was amazing. And then we jumped in a taxi and it was some it was some public holiday. So the place she recommended was closed and I was remember going, Oh, no way, like we just go home uh, and then the, we were telling the taxi driver, Do you know anywhere else? And he took us to this this club. Um 
was like pulled up outside it and I didn't really know what was going on. But as soon as he opened the door, there was like a woman with a headset that opened the door and like was like kind of guided us in. So me and Kenny laughed, no idea. Like, he's looking at me, I'm looking at him. So we went to this bar and then it was kind of dead, but it looked like some form of like it was like fancy cars around it and stuff. And it looked like some sort of sponsored party for it was like that fashion TV. So we go to the bar and we think we'll just make the most of it. We'll stay in. At this point, it's still early. It's maybe about half eight, nine o'clock. And then we we started having a few drinks and I thought, all right, we'll have a couple of Jaeger bombs, something like that, like get it going a wee bit because it was dead. Like, it was maybe 15, right. 20 people there. And then it just started getting busier. And then I think we went to the bar and I think we were bored and there was a, there was a girl standing. I always remember and she looked like, she looked British and I think, you said, oh, I think she's German or American or something. I said, I think she's English or something like that. So we found, we've heard her talking and then it turns out she was from England. So she was like, what are you doing here? And we're like, oh, we just randomly ended up here. So she was like part of like this group of people. And I don't know if it was students or people, whatever, but everybody that looked, that was there apart from us looked like a model. Kenny were the only like normal looking people. All these people walking about were like, suit jackets with like, no t-shirts on under it and stuff. Hey. So, hey. You know, as we got stayed there longer, it started to become really clear that like, everybody was pure six foot tall, or even like women from the whole countries and stuff. So the girl said, uh, oh, there's like a, it's like a, like a tequila bar or something in this section. So we bagged our way into this wee VIP bit and we're sitting with all these random people, just, they were like giving us like a wee card to get like different types of tequila and stuff. So, at this point, we were obviously like, thinking more Billy Big Times <laughs> and uh, obviously loving it. And then the girl was really friendly, to be fair. She was saying, oh, well, um, I think there was like an after party or something. Uh, and Kenny, you're starting to think, look, we've got a fight. We need to, I think the fight was at seven o'clock in the morning. So we needed to be there at like five-ish, five-thirty, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I think, no, we'll stay out till 12 and we'll go back and we'll sleep for a few hours. We'll wake up like planning on <laughs> But as the drink started flowing, it was never going to happen. That happens, eh? I, and then I think on the way out, so we decided, right, we'll go, we'll either, we'll either get a taxi home or we'll, we'll go to this party. She said it was close by. So I walked out of this place and by this point, it's later on. We've had a good night, but it's still maybe 11, half 11, quarter to 12. We thought we might save a bit of money, like if we go to the house party, a like pure backpacker mindset. There was like a red Porsche sitting out with cones on in it, like an absolute belter of a car. And we walk out and uh, I was like, I think Kenny said, oh, I'll see you later, like kidding on that was his car and he jumped in, like, <laughs> but then he jumped in the car. And I was looking as well and then this guy just went like, do you like that car? Like, And I was like, ah, yeah, like, and he's like, that's my car. Like, He's like, tonight you party with me. And he could get at me and just pulled me right back inside the club. And Kenny as well, and how are you doing? And then even the other girl was like that. Ah, she just followed, and then I think a couple of other people followed. And as soon as the guy went in, eh, there was like a table, like the wait the waitresses like seen him, and there was like a table put right at the dance floor, and there was like a big bottle of grey goose, all the mixers, and people were just pure fussing over this guy. So we start going like, who is this? So we're like, ah, we'll see what happens. So we stayed. I like stayed a wee while and he and he's like the guy was mental, like he was Wild like this is, my Ferrari, this is my girlfriend, this is my boat, 
he's like, where are you from? Where are you from? Ah, Scotland, Scotland, whiskey, whiskey. And he was like, he was really nice, but he was just like on another level. Like, he was uh, like, waiting for a, waiting for a catch. And pour the big bottle into my mouth and stuff like that. Like, half his seed. <laughs> Did you ever find out who it was? Like, it was really mad. And then I think the girl was loving it as well because he was attracting so much attention. Like, there was, like, people uh, coming over and talking to him and, like, giving him, like, a kiss in each cheek and stuff. It was so funny. And then as the night wore on, it kind of turned into we couldn't get away for the guy. Like, we were now starting uh, to go, right, it's, like, half 12, one o'clock. But we were having a good time. We, did, we didn't literally spend a penny. It was so funny. So... Eventually, though, the guy started disappearing and we're going, like, what's the deal with him? Like, has he got all this stuff? Is it fake or whatever? Uh-huh. And then there was a lot of models at that party, so I think there's probably a lot of other dodgy stuff going on. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what, what he was there for, right? And I always remember this one moment, probably the, one of the clearest things that's ever happened to me, is Kenny went to the toilet and I think Kenny was starting to think, right, he was loving it, but at the same time, he was also like, we don't want to miss this fight because we need to buy another one, etc. And... Well, like dancing and stuff like that, talking. And Kenny goes to the toilet, and the guy goes like, "I have a secret for you." And I was like, "If you're dancing," and then just like, he had like a satchel, like it was like a pure leather like bag over him. It was quite, he was quite stylish, but he had this like random bag. And then he opened the bag, and he just showed me, and it was like a like a federal like police badge. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, said that. I don't know what's happened but I've just been like that like like trying to like be like all right like but like what is going on here with this guy like what are we, what are we involved in and then Kenny's came back and Kenny's like loving it and I'm trying to get his attention like he's like oh another drink you know that and like you're talking to me. I remember he's like my name is Jaguar you can call me Jaguar <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening, Jaguar, we'd love to see what you actually do, relevant. Oh my god, what a guy. He just reminded me of Chow for the hangover, that's all I could think. Aye, that's what I thought. Um, he was the scariest, maddest guy I've ever met a leaf. I'm just grabbing your face and really squeezing it and just shouting, I am Jaguar and stuff like that. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, see if you have to guess. Wait, was he give us some sort of like pop star, or do you think he was just like a bit? Yeah, nah, nah. I thought there was like a different reason. Like he, he was that big time that it was probably people were a bit fearful. Uh, maybe that like a gangster or something like that. Gangster, and then when I saw the police badge, I thought Jesus. And then so I was trying to get Kenny's attention, like to say yeah. Kenny something. Yeah, we need to go. You're thinking like all sorts of stuff. Like you hear about these stories with drugs. Uh-huh. You hear about people who get stuff planted on them and I was just thinking like man I'm just here for a holiday like don't want any of that so I started saying like how many got here and he was like what like, what's he got and I was like I actually try to explain and then before we know it um he couldn't get away from him and then eventually I think it was it was maybe one or two o'clock and this place was closing so we thought right we'll get in a taxi and go out and then he was like, no, no, we, we keep partying. And then there was a club, like an underground club mm-hmm. underneath that place. And he was like, my friend is the owner. You don't have, you can walk straight in. And as we came down, we realized there was a mat, it was a queue about like 100 meters, all these people, pure smart, queuing up. And he just grabbed us and just dragged us right through the queue. A big baldy guy met us, like shook our hands, was pure, oh, like, Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> 
table set from big massive bottle of Grey Goose on the mixers. We were like, who is this guy? And then, so we thought, right, right, we'll keep going. And then by this point, we were steaming and we just didn't spend a penny and we just kept having fun. He would just like, he was standing on the balcony and he would just look into the, look into the whole sea of people like, dancing and he would just like, just pick up people like two girls and just like call them up. And then he would just be with the two girls and me and Kenny are just standing there like, I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or something like what's happening. So, long story short, we ended up basically running away for Jaguar. God bless. I think we decided to have like a kind of party in our hotel room rather than go home and get packed and, and fly. So, I the end of the story, Kenny, as you know, we were Jack, Jack, still yeah. and I having a good time, and then. I think it gets to maybe five, five, four, five, six o'clock in the morning. We realise shit, we need to fly. And then we jump in a taxi, get to the airport, steaming, miss the flight, have to go on standby. So I got this day, I'm like, I'm really sorry, Kenya, I thought it was my fault, blah, blah, and you're pure emotional because you're a bit drunk still. Still got a shot. <laughs> and I look over and I went, I went, I outsought it, outsought it. So I went up the stair in this wee office and tried to like, get us on the next flight. And it was going to cost a bomb. And I thought, hey, we need to just wait for a standby. And it was like one at two o'clock. I came down the stairs and I looked, Kenny's sitting on the floor of the airport with his headphones on. And he's like, ah, like, sure, still on the phone. <laughs> and it was like, we kid just staring, just like staring at him. And he was still just dancing. It was so funny. So we, we arrived in the, we got a flight, we arrived in the island, uh, it was Koh Samui, same shirt on from the night before, same jeans, sweating, stinking, just <laughs> like that. Like, did that even happen? Like, we, it was so funny, but what, what a night, what a night. I'd, I'd forgot all about Jagger there, I, see before what? you mentioned, I was like, ah, How can oh, you forget about that story, man? Because a... I was too drunk, I was too drunk. Still to this moment, I didn't know whether... When I saw that police badge, I was going to be like famous, or I was going to spend the rest of my life in jail. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. See, when you go to these countries, like you never ever know what somebody could spike you, and you're in that's your, it. Next, next thing you, you know, you're in jail, and you never know. Uh, so it's lucky that you can travel and still have fun. But you, I think a lot of that stuff just like fate, man. Like you're wrong place at the wrong time, or whatever. Uh, so that'd be great. I do agree with the, but everywhere's, everywhere's scary, so it's not just like, oh, it's only aye, that a country that, that has that. In Glasgow, do you know what I mean? It could, mate, aye, aye. aye. I think it's more the police. Sorry, on you go. I was going to say, I think it's more the police, forces and stuff like that in, in these countries, do you know what I mean? Like, probably a lot, a lot more corrupt and stuff like that, so you probably need to think they're probably working with a lot of people that, yeah, aye. Maybe then you look at America, the new. So. Yeah, I know, that's true. Um, one thing that I really, I thought was really true about when me and Kenny travelled was that we just had like a kind of like open attitude to stuff, like with people that you met, or we were never like, like none of us are like aggressive people and we've got kind of uh, a good vibe. So I think that that attracts like you always, it's always going to be all right. Whereas you hear stories of people that go and end up fighting and causing problems and it's yeah. a big it's a lot of trouble and it's like I don't think either of us well really let look you're not looking for that you're just going uh, looking to see like nice like meet nice people but it's a kind of you're harmless 
And I think you always do all right when it's like that, you know, compared right. to maybe other people, they get a drink and they start being aggressive yeah, or they start... Me and him were never really like that, to be honest. We're just more chilled when we're like that. So that was yeah. something that was good. You go away with somebody and the reliability is tough. Kerry likes a wee Instagram live when he's drunk, so... <laughs> that's, that's just that's a new thing that's new <laughs> um, I feel like we should really just move on for the fact that we're talking about me again um, so, don't you go mate no I just feel like we can't eat there's not going to be a better story than that I think you've, you've peaked me unless you've got better, better memories I, I, I had to come out the first time in the podcast might be my only time I had to come out all guns blazing Aye, I'll, I'll definitely know your only time mate don't worry so, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure you remember these st- Different stories that will come. True. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe. <laughs> so we've got how we went travelling. We've got that absolute top of story. I've just purely lived on it there and I feel like going out now. But everywhere's shut, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where did you go after that then? So you went to, obviously, you went to the, the island and then you went to... Uh, where else did you say you went after that? After Co- the- Kosamui was, was really good. Uh-huh. It was beautiful. Um, is that where the, but, that party was, Kosamui? No? No, that, the, was, um, that was kind of based ourselves. We went from there to Copenhagen for the filming party. Right. So we, we just, I think we just loved it there. Like, we just loved Kosamui. Like, it was just, it wasn't as busy as, like, a lot of people go to Phuket. It wasn't as big. It wasn't uh-huh. as busy. You know, you just find that in holiday, like, you're bit. Then you go to that club because you like the music and then you go in there and then you like that wee cafe and it just kind of fell into place. And we were just me, it was me, obviously Kenny and then that boy Leon, so we were just having a good time and I think you, you didn't really want to risk it and take a plane somewhere else and it, as much as it was travelling, it was a more like a holiday because we'd all been working, all been kind of not like saving up and stuff so it wasn't like you know just oh just hitchhike and take like go wherever get the next train it was, it was still a bit of structure see, see before so, you actually went went abroad so obviously i know you obviously would have saved up money and you've been working all that time and saving up did you see when you were in like uh thailand or, or we were in bangkok sorry and you were in went to these islands and stuff did you ever work at that point or was that still quite early nah, on so you just nah, kind of this was just like just holiday mode because you're in you're going to like one of the strongest currencies and you're going to one of the cheapest places so that's why i'd always recommend people like your money goes really far in southeast asia like you can you can get nice hotels for like cheap you can get good food for cheap you can go and it's like a good place for young people because you don't need to be a millionaire like you don't need to be in the caribbean spend a lot of money or and i don't know even like south america and was a bit more expensive than like uh, Southeast Asia is one of the cheapest places really. When we were doing, when we were doing Asia, it was, that was Casey's holiday. That was nae, that was his holiday. He, he didn't know at that point in time he was coming to Australia. Right, okay. So it was in his until our second or third week. Casey was drunk one night and decided, ah, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Cos he was drunk, he was only sober in Asia at all. I was going to say, could you be? Nah, it was about two days. Eek of my my beer drinking. That that's when I started drinking beer. I didn't like beer up until then. I just drank like cider and stuff. Uh-huh. And I, the coldest and the cheapest thing. And I thought, all right, just learn to love beer. But I think it was, like, 
that we eventually left Asia and, and got back into the real world because it, it isn't the real world there. It's just like you can just go out and Aye. party and, and have a good time, but eventually you're like, nah, this, is, this isn't that good for me. So what happened after, after the islands? So you went to Phuket as well, did you say? Yeah, we went, we went to Phuket and then I'm sure we went back to Bangkok, I think, uh-huh. Kenny. Uh, we went and to then, Bangkok and then we went to a mad horrible place. Oh, uh, that was terrible. Pataya was... That was a disaster. What was it called? Remember? Pataya, it's like a Pataya. thing. It's a, I don't know even know where it is. I can't even... I think we flew there. I'm not sure we took a bus. But I think it, it was just like... It was like... Probably, no offence if people love Benidorm, but it was a bit like the Benidorm of Thailand. Aye, uh, okay. Uh, it's a lot... Of, apparently, what we learned was a lot of people who work in the mines, work in the north... West yeah. Australia, when they come off the mines, they get whatever whatever they're doing. They get three weeks off and they go there. They just go straight there right. and just go mad and just live a, a mad mad way of lifestyle and then go back to work. So it wasn't for us. It was not. It would be no offence to anybody. That's their thing. That's their thing. But it's was it what you were looking for? Like, nah, just nice, cool places and maybe people are in age. But uh, nah. The way you start out, like you go through phases when you travel, like you start out and you're just new to everything and you want to just kind of like, basically like if you're from Glasgow, let's be honest, like we don't know how to drink in moderation, especially when it's like 10 times cheaper than what you would be paying here. So it's warm, do what you do like on your two week holiday if you go to Ibiza or Vegas or whatever. And then you kind of, you kind of get, you realize you get a wee bit annoyed with yourself because you realize you're not seeing anything. And you're not really, you don't have any real memories except the ones at night. And then I think you kind of change and people that are doing that at the beginning of their phase, they start to annoy you and you look for a bit more of like a, a cultural experience. So I think when we ended up in Vietnam, that's when we were like, wow, this is like, like I never saw, like we went Sorry, to uh, Hanoi and we, we never saw like one KFC, one that we recognised and I think that that was the first time that we were genuinely just like amazed that like this place even existed because you're just like because you you look like a foreigner but you're just seeing people like cooking on the street and like you know making their food and like you're you're sitting just watching like people like just playing like playing different sports whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's just a crazy experience it kind of like it's you know, like the way I always say to people is if you walk down the street in a place where you can happily have headphones in, then you're not really caring about what's going on. But see, when you were in somewhere like Vietnam, you would never do that because like, you're just purely amazed by every, like, uh, sounds going on. Everything that was going on, like, yeah, seeing like nine people going past on a scooter and then <laughs> just, like, just like people just like drinking from like a keg in the street, like just random stuff. It's it's, it's crazy. It's did amazing. Did you just go to Vietnam straight from Phuket? No, did you? Or yeah, sorry, from that other place. I think we flew. I think we did fly straight from there. Yeah, and we we did like we kind of we did we ended up we did about seven or eight weeks in Thailand. We just pure. Then like, you leave. And then when when we got to Vietnam, we only did. I think it was only a week or two, but we realised like we should have balanced that out more and done more in Vietnam. But again, we booked a lot of stuff before we went, so it was kind of like 
can, when you were there, you thought oh, I would have, I would have been a bit more adventurous. And the next yeah. time I do that, I just kind of go without a plan. But you were still a bit hesitant. I didn't really know anybody that had been to these places. So uh-huh. um, we did a. If you heard of Halong Bay, no, it's like um, it's like one of those like uh, like heritage sites, and you you take like a boat for three days, and you go through like caves and. You kayak and you like monk. It's amazing. Like so we were on this like five star ship, and again, I can see one of the big presidential rooms at the back of the boat. You know, jacuzzi, everything. But everybody uh, thought we were a couple. So everything <laughs> 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 in the boat, I think, it was a honeymoon or something. It was hilarious. You still think you're a couple? I know. So you're like happy. <laughs> up here preparing it like stacking all the food up to be a look like love hearts and all the towels and all that and like oh when's this gonna because he's gonna need to stick the head in me or something like that well, that's gonna that's gonna be the running, running jokes from the on aye so he's got a wee ring to it as well kenny and keezy that's what it aye. was for 18 months <laughs> everybody but i show um no, then, then I think we, we had that and we, we met really nice people. Like we met an American couple who were really nice there and um, like the, wee, the guys that worked there. And all that. People are just really like, people generally in Thailand and Vietnam, they've obviously got a, generally got a lot less, but they're just wow. like really happy. When you're from like, Scottish people, they are great, like, but they're kind of like glass half empty a lot of the time, just wow. in the way that they speak. This can sound a wee bit like, I don't know, not that overly happy and people from Thailand like we loved it because we were just always like in a good mood and do that and that's nice to experience you know well that, this is kind of for both of you is like see see when you walk in uh, like I mean Stuart um he he went traveling I think it was only there for maybe six months or something like that um right I'm sure it was it was Vietnam he went or Thailand I can't remember it was one of the two very similar but he said when you walk into like bars and stuff like it's as if you're a millionaire, just the, the way they treat you is just uh, as if I've never seen anything like it before. 100%. Uh, they, they, they're obviously doing it for two reasons. They're doing it because that if you treat people like that, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy it, have a great experience. Uh, but also, I think it's just in their nature. They're just such friendly people. Just nice people. Uh-huh. Just happy to have you at their bar and they want to make you feel as welcome as they can. I'm just happy that somebody's picked to come in there. And also because of the colour of your skin, you know, that we're there on holidays and we're there to spend money. Aye, that's, aye. that's the harsh reality of it. Kenny, I think you'll remember this. I don't know. We were in, I think we were in Phuket and Leon was there as well. And we'd been at the beach and we came back up. And I think we we just found a wee bar, like kind of like up a street, but it was just like you could just get cold beer straight away type thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that way when you've all sand and stuff, but you've, you've started having a few beers and they were just putting on any music that we wanted. So, we were like loving it, but then it got to maybe about half six, seven o'clock, and we just took the money that we had for the day. We didn't take wallets or credit cards or anything like that. And the the people were so keen to have us stay in the bar, like they got like free free mopeds, and I think it was like free. The workers took us to our uh-huh. hotel, waited on us. We jumped up, got our wallets. Don't think we showered because we were just having a good no. time. <laughs> Back. And they we started having more beers and stuff again, and we we're like, "What the hell?" Like it was, it was maybe that, ten minutes away on the scooters, but you're just like, "When would that ever happen?" Do you think that's almost like no a tourist attraction? But do you, do you think if what a local walked in and thought you maybe like like some sort of celebrities, why are they here? So do you know what I mean? Is that? Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. 
Well, well, I think that's way too nice. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is maybe tourists will walk by and see other tourists and go, well, that place uh, must be all right. That's probably more true, aye. Um, there was times when we were going out and we all get separated and obviously for some, no idea how or why we ended up all back at our hotels. And I'm, I'm like, I have no idea how I got back. And then you go out the next night and you'd bump into something like, remember I gave you a lift on my moped? Like, no. Well, These people are just so happy to take you up the road because uh, if you stay alive, you might go back and get me a drink after them. <laughs> exactly, you know. And I just remember something. Do you, do you ever remember who took us to the airport in Phuket? The security guard for a bar. Bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer for a bar. Aye, we went to the same bar every night. Somebody carrying us on down the stairs. Aye. He carried Leon down the steepest set of stairs I've ever seen in my life. Because he was oh, so man. drunk, um, and he just became one of your good pals. And we thought, oh, if we go back here, Leon, you're not going to get in. Because like, uh-huh. what bouncer's going to? You're just used to people in Glasgow, though. Bouncers like uh-huh. no chance. No, the, right. the, the bouncer, the bouncer saw him. He's like, oh, drunk boy, <laughs> you're back again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, he ended up giving us a lift to the airport, didn't he? No I idea why. Aye, I did kid me, mate. No money, and they were like, "No, of course we'll give you money." And it, it was, it was quite far. I remember he drove us like it was a good bit away. Aye, but do you think that we changed so much that we were happy to let that happen? Like, can you imagine ninety nine percent of people face Scotland or the UK, but like, no, I don't know you. Aye, I said, I think, I think we just thought something bad's going to happen. It's going to happen. Could happen in Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? Aye. As it's anyone trust anybody, pretty much. Aye. Aye, I think we, we kind of like had each other as well. So it's always, if if one of you is feeling a bit scared, the other one always kind of either pulls them in or they get a sign to say, nah, this is dodgy. Yeah. So I, now, now, like, I, now I know a lot of people that have been to Thailand and stuff, but at the time it was kind of hard to, that's like, that's a wee while ago now. It was kind of hard to get like proper information on places to uh-huh. go. You were kind of like, also, as well, I don't think like social media wasn't really like man. I never got. No. I never. You only I just got Facebook. No, no, I didn't even have it. I got Facebook That's when I went. Yeah, that's the reason I got it because I decided <laughs> that I'm going to travel. I'll have it full of people that I met. Uh, so yeah. wasn't it like a, you were FaceTiming like your pals every night or your family? It was wasn't wasn't it like that like the way it is now? Do you know what I mean? So but I'm, I'm running out of daylight here. I don't think both of our parents have a clue what we were doing. No, I think that probably helps though. Because if you heard that person who's, oh, I heard this and I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Aye, but, true. Was that, was that the last um, place you'd went in, in Asia then? Aye, that was the last dance. Uh, <laughs> the last dance, I like it. Oh, when you come back talk about that. So, Kenny <laughs> was basically like Michael Jordan. And I was... I was at Steve Kerr, the wee guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've won three championships now, so I'm all right. <laughs> so, so you've moved on from there to, does that mean you went to South America or did you go to Australia? No, no. I was straight to uh, Melbourne, to wasn't it? Australia. I went to Melbourne. Mate, what, was it it like was... The, what was it like with the difference going from that to... Man. So that, I get like a big, big city. And... 
no, I, I would say, I was like, you tell the like, story, right? You tell it. Probably, it was like being one direction. This is the only way I can say it. Like <laughs> right? Having the best day and all the things that being one direction brings and then waking up and realising that didn't happen and you were still you and you were just normal. Aye. In Australia, like, just nobody cared. Aye. <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't get treated like a prince and the bouncers don't take you to the airport. Uh, no. Everything's four times the price. People are like all like pure stressed and like don't want to talk to you at the start anyway. And you're just like, man, this is just just like reality. And it was winter in Melbourne. There was no jobs. It was freezing. I think we stayed in Melbourne about thirteen hours before we realised there was no place for us, and we got back on a plane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Went to Gold Coast, and then that ended up being the place, didn't it? Aye, is, so that, is, that, is that your spot? Aye, that was, that was a bit. <laughs> that was a, a master stroke flying there because it's probably one of the less cold places. Like, they don't tell you Australia gets cold, man, when you like, grow Aye. up here. You think, oh, amazing. And Melbourne was like, some days two, three degrees in the morning, and you're like, you're not prepared for that. We had vests, like, in flip flops and stuff. Uh-huh. We were like, terribly prepared. So, flew to Gold Coast, still a wee bit. It's that chilly, believe it or not, because you're coming from almost two months in Southeast Asia with like humidity as well. And then basically, I, the truth is that if it wasn't for Kenny, I would never have went there because I could just afford to buy the working holiday visa and he paid the flights and he paid their accommodation in a hostel for the first week. Okay. So I, I, that's what I need to say. It's like, I'll, if I lived in, I'm like 120, man, I'm... There's only one other person that's that I know is as generous as yeah. Kenny, and that's my brother-in-law. Aye, three new, three new. Forget <laughs> <laughs> I, I still never to this day like just like his money's my money, and then eventually uh, when I got that money, I'd like to think I was similar to him. But it was unbelievable course. because it, it makes it a lot easier for you as well, knowing that you've got that. Do you know what I mean? Knowing that you've I, got a wee I, backup kind of thing if something. I, I mean. Don't get me wrong, like, at the end of the day, it wasn't much, like, Kenny wasn't bankrolling my travels. It was, like, <laughs> out on the first day trying to get a job. Aye. But it, that way, I, I don't think, when, this, when I see people that they stay here and they work for a year and they say, oh, I'm going to travel Australia, and I, I don't personally think, I think that's a waste of a year here. That's just my opinion. Like, obviously, I would like to have done it a wee bit more prepared, but uh-huh. the way that we did it, we, we just... We got the full experience. Like we had, like the highs and lows. We had the 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 times when, like, getting twenty dollars or something was like pure. Yet, like, you are so happy. Aye. And mm-hmm. we live here with family, and you grow up in a kind of stable environment. We don't have backpacking here. You never, you never reach that level of like the highs and the lows, and just like I don't know, like, you, you you basically you take yourself right out of your comfort zone. You do jobs that you would never do. And you extend yourself, and you're, you know, you're trying to get kept on in places. And at, at the same time, if you get if you get sacked, you just kind of come home, and you're like, ah, who cares? Like, I'll go and get something right. else. And you deal with rejection, and you deal with a lot of things better. That's that's what I found. That can, that's what traveling kind of taught you, me a can lot. Can both of you rhyme off some of the jobs you had in Australia, if you can remember? Hey, so we worked in the call center. Remember that? Aye, I was horrible. Just Sorry, sorry. Just before you sing it, did, did you both get the same jobs at the same time? No. No? Right, okay. Right, right. Just whoever could get one, really. Right. Um, so, you go 
yours and our mine. Right, so the call centre, the helping out with the removals, the painting a guy's house, <laughs> sanding, sanding a guy's flare, remember that? Jesus, that was just um, labour. It was horrible. I fell asleep in his toilet because I was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I fell asleep in his toilet. Um, what doing nights out with the hostel and stuff like that. We ended up working in the hostel, so changing beds, doing dishes, cleaning the kitchen. Uh-huh. Half of the stuff I don't do here now. Driving the minibus when you shouldn't have been driving the minibus because you were still drunk in the night. Um, so that's, that was my jobs in the Gold Coast. Then I had I, I had to leave. I had to leave the Gold Coast because I was getting drunk too much. I wasn't saving money. Um, so I ended up getting a job um, like tarmacking driveways with some guy named John and the gypsies, uh, wasn't it? No. I, 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 it was I, but I don't want to say it in case, in case somebody comes and chases me down and hunts me. Um, <laughs> they were the nicest people in the world. The guy was so cool. Um, I, that was an experience because that was the first time me and Keezy had left each other for travelling. Oh, it's um, so you left and Keezy stayed there. I had to leave. Keezy uh, was doing really well. Keezy was doing really, really well. Um, in the Gold Coast, but I just kept getting out, kept getting drunk, kept just, uh, just living it up. <laughs> Aye. A, bit, a bit too much. So, way too much. So we left there. Um, I left there, and then eventually we went farming. So I'll, I'll stop there, because Keezy done, I think he's done about 19 jobs before. Right. Aye. She just, she just um, well, I've got this up here, actually. We've got a wee Australia edition. My lovely Pat McCollum made us made us made us snacks as well. Do you want any crisps or that? Crisps and straws. Always made us snacks. Do you want some? I'll send them. I I'll I'll send them. Amazon Prime them teas. Right, so jobs jobs up until uh, farming Casey with the Judy. I did obviously work for accommodation in the hostel, which was good. Um, making pancakes for 50 people, barbecues, taking people out. I did what did I do? I was a glass collector in an Irish bar. That was a funny job. Uh, I was, I used to clean the streets on a road sweeper. Oh, I see you did. I used to be a, a, a day in the life for what I used to do because I had like no money, like literally zero. The only thing my parents, my parents were like, I think they were just going, what is he doing? Like, because I just called them and said, I'm not coming home, basically. Right. But I, I just got on the plane to Australia and that was it. And they said, you know, you've not got any money. And I said, ah, I know, but I'll, I'll figure it I'll figure out. It so out. the only yeah. way they were was if... I was coming home. That they weren't going to be sending me money. It was going to be like we'll pay for your flight home, but that's it. So I would maybe wake up in the morning in the the hostel, maybe clean the toilets for a couple of hours, and then I'd go and do furniture removals. So I'd go to like a like just like a high vis on, just lift tables and tellies out of these hotels, and then I'd finish there. I'd come back. I'd maybe try and sleep at no, sorry. I'd maybe try and have a shower. And then I go to work in the bar from maybe nine or ten o'clock till like four in the morning. And then I'd run back to the hostel. I'd take a shower, 
I'd get a coffee and then I'd go straight to the road sweeper job and I'd drive the thing all morning sweeping the streets. Jeez. And then I'd come back and sometimes Kenny would do my shift in the hostel if I was like, man, I'm dead. But the only, there was a period of time where maybe for a good four, maybe a good six weeks where I was sleeping like sometimes two and a half, three hours a day at the pool. Like I was just working, and in that period of time, I think I saved up like I think I maybe made three or four thousand dollars because I was like I I don't want to feel the way I was feeling before, and I wanted to pay Kenny back and whatever. And then it was at that point he decided to go away. And I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I've ever said this to Kenny, but when we first went away traveling, he was always the the kind of louder one like he's uh, probably the guy to be like right hey, get a beer and like kind of more traditional just, just conf- confidence eh? just yeah I, I think so I think just I'm I'm kind of quietly confident and I'm a lot different now but I think at the time I just I was just kind of like happy to be there but I wasn't yeah. going to say anything like too controversial or I was kind of more take a while to get to know people whereas for the first day people are just like man I love Kenny like Kenny's the best ever like <laughs> <laughs> to be honest like that hostel just like Kenny just made it like he was just the man that just connected everyone and I was just kind of in awe of that so when he left it was a kind of big thing for me because I it was the first time where I could probably come at Michelle a wee bit and at that point that's what the other thing I'd say is about that's when I probably started to make some friends uh-huh. and then when he came back it was a bit more like oh Kenny this is my friend blah 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 and we could kind of all be pals but that period was important because I think up until then I was kind of in the shadows a wee bit and I was you need to learn to grow yourself a wee bit and you can't just always have somebody maybe taking control or doing stuff so that was a that was a quite important phase and then I went to the farm after that because we basically needed to we wanted to have a chance at having another visa, but the main aspect was money. We knew it was guaranteed money, and we knew we would save money because there's nowhere to spend it. So uh, we did farm. That was, that, was, the, that was, was that the banana picking? <laughs> Aye. Banana. That was crazy, man. That, that was a test, a big test of character, doing something like that. I Aye. think no, no, it's not for everybody at all. It can make, really, Aye. really make or break you, make or break your full experience, I suppose. Because. Uh-huh. We both wanted to quit like every day. All the, like, all the you, time. Go from, yeah. you go from going out and partying and swimming at the beach and doing whatever you wanted to something like craft. Yeah, like yeah. farmer any farming's the hardest working people ever. Like mm-hmm. we were work at half six in the morning, finishing work at five o'clock at night, six days a week. Like you're just your body's just not equipped for that. Yep, we we stupidly went there at the start of summer. So it was like some days was like forty one degrees. Like we're mm-hmm. taking hydration tablets and yeah, bodies are burning about three, four thousand calories a day. Like your the body just changes. Like uh, I remember like I had muscles that I didn't even know existed. Just for, like, <laughs> uh, like Kenny was like, Look at my calves, look at the size of my calf. I had never had calves before in my life. I, st- I lost them now, but I I've still know had them, mate, so Oh we go, you're uh, sure. Um, I like even like that kind of simple life. Like after you get through the first three or four weeks, you, your body adapts and you just start to just like the peace and quiet. Like we we never had a beer. I always remember for like ten, eleven uh-huh. weeks. That's right. Uh-huh. And 
we just used to like wake up and watch some of the Premier League on a day off and we there was a lot of other houses on the plot that we lived in and we created a wee football league. So it was all boys from England and Ireland and everywhere around the world. So we'd have like games at night and I think that kept us going a lot because it was quite competitive and like uh-huh. the tackles were flying in, man. It was uh-huh. pretty. Like, <laughs> something to focus on as well, wasn't it? Take your mind I bet, off. I bet they could have got near you, though, Keezy, yeah? Aye, at that point, I think I was a bit <laughs> aware of it. But, uh, nah, now I'm, now I'm dragging Tona Caravan. <laughs> then, then I was aye. And we got to the stage where we got that we got that used to the, the routine. Like, I think, Kenny, you might correct me if I'm wrong here, but we were waking up, like, 4.30 in the morning Sometimes I would go, I had like a torchlight, I would run along the river with this other okay. guy. And Xander. We'd work, we'd work all day, we'd come back, we'd work out in the night, or we'd mm-hmm. play football. And it was like, where are you getting that energy from? You're eating really healthy, people, you're only really eating fruit and veg that people are bringing in, and like, uh-huh. you're just live, living up your clean life. Uh, everything's organic as well, eh? Because you're on the Aye, farm. Everything's straight from the farm. Like, like our friends worked in a pineapple farm. The other ones like mangoes. So you're getting everything every day. Like the only uh, thing we had to buy was like meat, really. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was good, and people are really kind. Of, I think friends you make on the farm that are a bit more real, because everybody doesn't want to be there. They're in the same boat, and they need to give up. You need to kind of show a bit more effort rather than if you're in Sydney. Oh, I'll see you later. And people right. just constantly pie each other, do you know what I mean? So. We first went to the farm with we lunch and it was like one wee Tupperware. And as the days went on, we had about week two, we had like six bits of Tupperware each. So we could like, we had that much food just because you needed it. We'd, like you say, right. we were doing so much. It was crazy. Um, yeah, right, so we left the farm. And see, we see, just, see before you move on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can I, can I jump to on it? Because I am absolutely busting Aye. You can talk amongst yourselves to the viewers, eh? Aye. I'm going to charge this. I'm going to do it now. Hey, you put that in charge, and I'm just here to fill D there then. That's what I'm going to be doing. So how would I fill the air that we should really, because the two of them have forgot that we're actually still recording a podcast. I suppose it's Keezy's first time, but Gavin should have at least found out what Keezy was going to be doing. I cannot believe how this is for the other night. This is for that Instagram live. I am sweating like mad. So much alcohol oozing out my body. It's disgusting. Just that's it. Keezy's nipping the toilet as well. <laughs> um. So, what do I have to speak to everybody? I wish I had some filler. Maybe we should get some filler in this podcast so that this doesn't happen. Oh. I wish I did actually have some sort of topic that I could speak amongst myself so that we didn't have this big awkward... I suppose we could edit this out, couldn't we? That's what I might try and do, figure out how to edit. Um, I've really just failed in trying to keep the conversation going here. I can only apologise to anybody who listens to this far. I can't believe how long this has been going on. I actually went to find out Exactly how long this has been going for. Even my phone battery's low. We've been sitting here that long doing this at my phone. It's a terrible effort at trying to fill a gap, isn't it? 
Somebody else did as well. Somebody else needed, and <laughs> we should wait to wait to hear back on how horrible I tried to fill this. So we definitely need to edit this one, <laughs> or you can just leave it, and we'll just see how we'll just horrible it, people see the awkwardness that I've put upon everybody. We should we filler. We need filler topics because um, that was so awkward. And I can't believe how much I'm. I was already sweating, and knew you, the, I need to. Like, I need to go for a shower. <laughs> so nah, we'll, we'll quickly move on, then make it less awkward for you, Kenny. <clears throat> so, wait, so after the farming, that's what you were getting to before I was absolutely busting. Sorry. Aye, aye. So, it will, after farming, we just we done travelling. Um, we spent all our money, didn't we? We just ended up spending everything and putting ourselves back to square one. Put it into um, a pot, really, didn't we? Aye, aye, we both just put our money together and mm. travelled with, with Meg's, we, we went back to Surfers and we met like, our good pals Megan, um, John and Curtis. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that's, that's Curtis Army, wasn't it? Big Curtis, yeah. you've met Curtis, oh, that's aye. right, Curtis. Big, uh, yeah. um, so me, Curtis, John and Kieran all went travelling for two weeks. Uh, it was madness, absolute madness, but... <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll no brush air it with Dave if this goes really big we'll try and get Curtis on and we'll try and get we'll try and get a squad on we'll um, the island eh but what, <laughs> aye aye, aye. <laughs> but what I think well, quite good is that we when we first landed in this day we had nothing and we saved up all this money and we we're so proud of ourselves and we ended up with absolutely nothing again so we literally aye. didn't learn it's a way we're back to pure square one. It's experiences though, isn't it? Like, you could, that's what I think as well, is like we had a choice of spending it rather than if we never, if we never knew about saving that money, we would never have had the experiences, you know? Aye. Um, but we went back to, we kind of like, it was like, how would you describe it? Going back to Melbourne, this is our second time because we only spent that first 13 hours in Melbourne. It was a horrible, horrible experience. I felt it was something that ate away at the Perry, so we're like, no, we need to go back, we need to actually go and be successful in Melbourne, because that was our first port of call, and yep. people that we knew were going there as well, so we had maybe a, a comfort, in a sense. Yeah. But it Obviously, didn't work out. If you, do you think if, you, if you'd went to, um, straight to Gold Coast from Asia, do you think you'd probably felt the same way about Gold Coast? Maybe just because it was a sudden change, or... Uh-huh. I, I think uh-huh. Melbourne to me seemed a bit grim and I thought Jesus like you're weighing this up I don't know how it's going to work here and uh-huh. the vibe and it was in a hostel and people were saying it was really hard to get work and it just just felt like too depressing and we thought at least uh-huh. just chase chase the sun and if we're near the beach and it's hot we'll kind of we'll at least feel a bit better about not having any money or you don't I don't think you need as much money like in a beach place than you do in like a city. Uh-huh. You don't really need to spend no, money right. to do stuff, whereas if you're at the beach, you can pretty much be poor and just stay at the beach, you know. Or, I just lie there and sunbathe. <laughs> I spend your day doing that. Yeah. I find that, um, I felt that my idea in Australia was not what it was when we first landed in Melbourne. Yeah. Because it was wet, it was raining, it was freezing. Um, and I, just a horrible experience. But when we went back, it was summer then, and there was people there we knew. It was a bit more an upbeat vibe. Um, uh-huh. And it went really, really well, apart from well, the first three weeks were 
horrible because again we had no money and we had to find jobs for the get go. And you you done well though, didn't you? You you done really well. You go back into Johnny's, didn't you? The furniture place. Ah uh, yeah, Gav, I ended up randomly managing a furniture showroom. <laughs> All right. Aye. So imagine like DFS. I love your versatility, Alan. Like it does well, you go to everything. I'm actually quite good at just telling people what to do because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> That's exactly what so I did my job, mate. <laughs> um, it was the place that I worked for, again, total chance encounter. Like, it was a place that I worked for doing removals in Gold Coast. Uh-huh. And they just randomly happened to be opening up a shop in um, Melbourne. So I spoke to the guy and he said, oh, can you come in for a few days labouring and help set up the shop? And the way it worked is basically he had nobody to do sales um, and they did... I'd set up the shop and I thought right that's me done and he said look um, I don't really want to hire anybody else do you want to just try it and I'll train you so he kind of showed me like how to sell stuff on Gumtree and he showed me how to work the till and then he was like alright I'm away to the other shop six days a week I just had my key and just go in and try and make sales try and like learn about furniture and, and then we kind of created the side business because Kenny got a Kenny got a good job as well as like a courier. So if I was selling furniture and people needed it in their house and Kenny had a van, then it was going to be a good good deal. So we just basically, I think for about three months, we never used a bank card, if that's right. No, no, we just died. I'd sell a table and I'd be saying, oh, when do you need it? And they'd be saying, oh, like, I don't know how, I, I said, I'd call Kenny and then call them back and say, oh, I can get you there tonight or tomorrow. And they'd be like, oh, amazing. And then we'd, I mean, we'd load it up into his shift and then drive it there. <laughs> there was one, it was a, a Saturday morning. I can't believe how wet my face is. Um, that we went down and we had to deliver this, like, it was like a two-seater sofa and it only went like round the corner in case he charged them like $50 to deliver it round the corner. Yes. Like oh my Love God. Like, Love it. Why did we know? Uh, it was unbelievable the amount of money the people would pay to get stuff delivered. It was, oh, Aye, it was... That's a penalty fee though, Saturday morning. I'm not, Aye, I'm not that's a bad That's weekend. Um, play. Uh, so remember I said to you that I ended up staying in a car and stuff like that, Gav, uh, like, a few podcasts ago. So it was car, like, yeah. literally, I uh, cut his car, so it literally went through like, Living in a car to living in like, like the the central business district, kind of CBD. That's what they call it, didn't they? Uh, yes. Right beside a big, huge casino, thirty-three floors. Uh, you looked over the full city. It was beautiful. I couldn't believe it was because uh-huh. Kizzy spoke to a guy in the shop. Everything, didn't it? Um, pool, uh, jacuzzi, gym, gym. everything. Like, crazy. And the complex. Aye, aye. That's the that's what I mean. I think when you push yourself, you realise what's what you're actually capable of. Like you're going to work. Like I was really trying to sell furniture every day. I was getting commission on top of uh, my wage, but of course, uh, I was trying to sell what I could deliver as well. Because Kenny, we were safe, we were making cash. Like I think I think that's when you see like how you grow more when you're away than you uh, do sometimes if you stay in your in a comfortable life. <clears throat> like obviously that's up to people what they want to do, but I think it. You only know until you go away sometimes what you're really capable of when you're really stretched. So never, that was good. never hustled so hard in my life. That, 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 that 12 yeah. months, because that 12 months in Australia bankrolled 
18 months of travelling. Yes. Yeah. Goes to show living people live here week to week, month to month. But we managed to get like one year's work done and we could see like uh-huh. so much of the world. So we saw Asia, Australia, and then once we finished in Australia, we went to Hawaii, wasn't it? It was straight to Hawaii. Straight to Hawaii. Minus an iPad. A minus, oh, I can't believe you lost my iPad that day, man. That's C really? between you and Scott Urquhart. <laughs> my, my holiday last year, we were on a boat and we ended up drunk. So we got off the boat in between the boat. It's not like me, <laughs> not like me, we drunk a boat. Um, a boat. He, I've, I've got a boat. And uh, <laughs> our kit went to pass me the iPad and I went to grab it and it's dropped it and it fell in the water and it's never worked. So that's two iPads. I, I'm not meant to have an iPad. No. That's the, that's the boat. That was terrible. But, um, but we nearly never went. We nearly couldn't go. Remember, we got up to the airport, checked in. Like, have you got your visa? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Remember? I remember. Wow. Um, <laughs> so we had to get our visa, and I had no idea what we were meant to do. And the guy's like, you go on this website. And I'm like, so how long do we have? When you have till you need to leave. Like, if this flight leaves, it's leaving. It's not going to wait for you. And the two is are like footering about on our phones. Trying to find this visa and try to figure out how we're meant to get it. But I take it you've obviously, got it obviously we did, but I add this in. That's where in a crisis like that, I'm absolutely hopeless. And <laughs> if it wasn't for any like quick thinking and like technology, like I would I would have I would just have got left behind and missed all the planes because he he's just <laughs> oh, like <laughs> good. No, I remember. Some... Sorry, you go, mate. No, no. If you're going to compliment me, fire away. No, <laughs> I, I was going to compliment you actually. Eh? You must have known that. Uh, no, is it? See, see when you've got somebody there who just kind of it's kind of similar with this podcast as well, isn't it, Kenny? Like sometimes we'll, before we come on, we'll say like, right, we want to set up this way, and Kenny's like, ah, just just press record and just say, just start speaking. Aye. I mean, sometimes see, sometimes you just need that. You just need to. When the two guys are doing it, we disappear to the toilet. It, you see how it unfolds <laughs> and it just falls to bits. <laughs> we need to leave it in now because we've made a joke about it. It's ah, funny for people to hear. I can't believe how long we've been talking. How long I was going to say talking? that. I don't want to keep you so long. Where are we at? It's half nine. Um, I think we've been, this is the longest podcast. Jesus. We've still got the South American... Well, we went to Hawaii. Friend. It was beautiful. Yeah. Why don't you ask me some questions and then we'll speed that up? Right. No rush, no rush at all. No, there is no rush, but I just want to express how good Hawaii is because I could Aye. I could not go over how just horizontal these people are. Oh, that's a, a type of a, a level of chill that Scottish people will never experience. No. Like, see, see the stuff that we get annoyed about and you see people in Hawaii just like they're on a different, a different wavelength, man. Um, Give a couple of examples but what kind of... Uh, like one day I went to the supermarket it was like a kind of it was like a kind of deli but it was like you know you get the big brown paper bags like you see in the films uh-huh. and we were buying a few things like I think we were buying beers and like just a couple of things for the pool oh, and the was just like you just set her on like slow motion <laughs> she was just putting the stuff 
I'm pure that with the money, like ready to go, like Kenny's like waiting outside or something. Well, and she for, just, any, for anybody who's ever been an Aldi, you can aye. imagine, because they just throw aye. stuff at you. So All right, okay, aye. it was like the opposite. <laughs> of, so just saying, like, just that's just the way they are, and then like the way people drive. Like, I think the speed limit on the island was like 25 or 30 kilometers an hour. Kilometers, I know my kilometers. People just really like just in tune with like nature and waterfalls yeah. and go to the beach Pink. and I don't know. They just have a, a different. I think that it's quite. Uh, like, if you ever see a lot about the rock, like his posts and stuff, it's quite a spiritual uh, place. Uh-huh. So I think people are very like in tune to like. Like I don't know their their inner self and it's just different. Like it's it's really cool. I I re- we we didn't see a lot of it. Like we we purposely went to one island because of childish Gambino. That's <laughs> right. Aye. Because yeah. you've told me about this, Kenny. Hmm. I think you've told me about this before. I I've I got an album called Kawaii and that's the island we went to. Uh-huh. Uh But like you see people like, on their skateboards and they like, like just like. I feel like they do that one stride, you know, if you skateboard, just like one foot on, one wow. foot off, and they'll wait for it. They just need to do it again, and then they'll go again. It's no a rush. They're not trying to go really fast. Uh, just just like, uh-huh. A, a um, lesson but, in, in just the stuff that you probably get bothered about, like the stuff that maybe we let eat away at is, and people there are just like, man, I've not got time for that. Like, just, just uh-huh. do, do you think that's had a wee bit of an effect on you now? Like, put things into perspective a wee bit when you think back, and you're like, why would I get annoyed about, like, I forget. So I forget. forget. Like I should. I should be. I feel that traveling and all these things that I've been through. I really should be a bit more. Aye. Just Asian take a minute and go. Hold on. Why am I angry uh, about this? I think if you're, we'd you're quite good. Longer, I think if we'd stayed there longer, I would maybe it would have maybe been that way. But I got a wee bit more of that for like being in South America. You see what I did there? Went right in. <laughs> Just, right just very America. quickly, like very it. quickly, <laughs> talk about that night, that day we stayed in LA. Remember? The one day we stayed in LA. It was oh. like near Skid Row. It was horrible, it was, wasn't it? Uh, How disgusting was that? We never watched so much TV. It, it was in Watts, and if you, anybody that watches this, if you Google, there was like, there was really, really famous riots in this place called Watts, like W-A-T-T-S. It's near the airport, and that's where we that's where we stayed. I thought I was going to get shot. Really? Like, Aye, I did as well. I felt safer in Brazil with favelas and everything than I did that day in LA. Like, oh my God. see the place that we checked into? It had like a we went to give our passports and it had like a plexiglass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, God! You see a room? And there was like three bolts on the door. Like it was terrifying. It was, oh. So we went in there, we went in there, checked in, and we were like, go to sleep and we'll wake up the next day. It might be better the next day. And we went, and we'll just go and grab food. We'll just go and get food. And we thought, oh, there's a Burger King just up the street. So we walked <laughs> up to the Burger King, and there was these women walking towards us. And one of them had like a tattoo on their face. It said, like, property oh. of something. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and you went into Burger King, and there's like, they take food. Is it food? What's it called? Food stamps? Is it food stamps? Food stamps, I think so. food stamps is that's a how highest. poor yeah. that this area is that they'll take food stamps just to get a Burger King. 
it's a shame. Um, and even walking it's back like just before we got to the hotel, there was like these three guys walking towards us, and I was like, just go quick. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I think it's because over there as well, like anybody could have anything. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. not like here, like you'd, I'd never walk towards somebody in Glasgow and think they've got a gun. Do you know what I mean? I know. Maybe think they've got a knife or something, I could maybe run, but. Aye, that must be terrifying. Like, um... I think there was a woman, I think we were having our food and I could see, like, we were in a booth and I could see the till. So Kenny was just looking at me and out the corner of my eye, I think somebody jumped in a bin head first, like outside the, sh- the, the place, came out with a cup and came in like, oh, can I get my free refill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 shot here like, you're eating your burger and it was like it was so tense like you were just taking a bite and just looking at the floor and the two of us weren't even talking we were just looking at the floor just trying to get over it was eye contact with anybody mm-hmm. how, how a place must be a look down man it must mean like but still it had the best TV like in a room I've ever seen HBO they had like a, a program where like we watched like I think the first three seasons of Ballers in about a day uh, and then, oh, really? I don't know why it was so good, but they had like every type of channel and movie and series, and we just like boarded up the the door and just <laughs> I like to put the wardrobe over the door. Uh, it's so on, scary, man. man. So scary. Uh, like, that's amazing. Went through a lot through eighteen months, but I've never been that scared uh, ever. I know. I know. Yeah. This is only this is only episode five, but we're definitely not going to get as good as stories ever again on this podcast, are we? Uh-huh. Unless Keys remembers one. I can't believe you remembered about Chow. Um, right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna because this was one that really really. So see your accent. What do you think of your accent? How many times did you call Irish? And. You're at, you're quite good though. You're quite well spoken. No, so I you're quite well spoken. Oh, but well, at the start when I first when we first moved, like because we didn't need to speak differently in Asia, we were just like saying what we wanted. Just and does, then when we uh-huh. and I realised it was actually for employment purposes, like I needed to speak better. So I think that was good. But even now, I think it's just Australians in general. Like obviously, I I live there pretty much kind of permanently and um, we've been home a few months and over the course of, of a week roughly five to ten times someone will say oh what part of Ireland are you from or, or are you from Dublin or <laughs> you're Irish that's just how, how, many times, how many times do you just wing it and kid on you're actually Irish no I don't I, I kind of pull them up about it that's one thing I like I'll say like, oh no I'm, I'm from Scotland or I'll say I've never been to Ireland in my life and just kind of check them because that's kind of like me saying oh are you from New Zealand like uh, yeah, Australia I, I think it's good to say um, but I think it's in Sydney it's more so because there's there's a lot of Irish there's a massive Irish population uh, and it's kind you find Scottish people but they're not that like they're not like overly there like there's not a massive amount uh, in them that I've really seen anyway so just kind of common but we definitely speak we speak well and also a lot of my friends are not really like probably now English isn't their first language so I tend to I'm friends with all the South Americans and uh, different cultures so I've actually got more like I've got like two or three Scottish friends there but most of them are from like Brazil, Chile, Mexico so you get used to speaking in a way that they hear English rather than mm-hmm. 
so I, th I think that probably makes my like obviously now I'm speaking to you it's a bit like more Glas region but normally it's clearer like people wouldn't always pin that I'm Scottish I don't think uh, I think it's the speed you speak as well eh because Kenny and I that's one thing we've noticed is that the, the, how quickly we speak when you listen Aye. back to podcasts and stuff and you can even tell with the way you're speaking it's like very clear and slower than Aye. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> the as well so <laughs> I've taught English in, in um, Brazil and I got a, I went for an interview with this the this manager of this school and it was going to be going to like um like big companies teaching like I used to go to like Google and uh, big banks and stuff like that and teach their employees English. So she said, You're gonna be I said to her, I've never spoke I've never taught English before. Uh -huh. And she said, You're gonna be fine, but just speak slow. That's the only tip that I have for you. Because Scottish accent isn't like really that well known. Like people grow up with American movies and yeah. like yeah. London accent. When people hear your accent, the, the brain like they're not used to it. It just just blows their brain. Like they don't even know what you're saying. So I think I learned to speak slower then. And then also when you go to a place that no one speaks English, you feel like the idiot because you don't speak their language. So I yeah. think that gives you a great of like understanding I don't I think that's something that people should do more often because before I used to think oh, I don't care but you, f you feel kind of ignorant when everyone's been able to talk and you're just sitting there uh -huh. so I found that when we first landed in Brazil remember we went for lunch and you, <laughs> took, you took some lessons you kind of like tried to learn the culture a bit and learn <laughs> and they they handed us a menu and there was no English option there was nothing oh. And the guy said, do you want, I said, can I have agua? Can it say agua? And he said, gas or com gas, is that right? And it's I didn't like know. Getting all gas or saying gas. So that's right. So it means either fizzy or not fizzy. And I didn't know. So I just picked one, hoping for the best. What did you I never felt, I, I don't know, I can't remember, because I just really try and block that memory out. But... <laughs> It was just, it just felt so rude. I just felt, I, I, this isn't, like, I should have learned the basics. Like, I just oh, felt you so You see rude. that, but you, you, you throw yourself right in. So whereabouts in Brazil did you travel to then? Where, where did you go? We arrived in San Paulo. We stayed there for a wee while. And then we went to, I think, we basically just, Brazil's like, for anybody who doesn't know, the size of Massive. America minus Alaska. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's huge. So it takes you like hours to fly, and it's actually quite expensive as well. So we went from Sao Paulo, and we went to Rio, and then there's a couple of little like islands around there that we went through there. But we just kind of got we were we didn't really have a massive ambition. We just kind of I think we were just happy. We'd been in Hawaii, Vegas, LA. We flew, we flew down through Colombia, and I think we mm -hmm. were just kind of made it, we made it that far. Like we'd, we'd both been away from home for ages, uh -huh. and it was just a massive relief to like to just be somewhere and kind of stay there. So we stayed in Rio for a bit, and at this point, I think we were we were working out every day, and we were actually kind of I would say semi preparing ourselves to move back. Right. Yeah. Like we'd kind of hadn't had enough, but it was definitely that this was the last dance. Like we were in Brazil, like man, <laughs> I don't even know if my family are still there. Like it's so Phil Jackson <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
it's the moustache, mate. It's the moustache. <laughs> I think we. Um, I think like, we we. If people are going to go travelling, you're half pushed taking a top back. Like that is eighteen months, um, three continents, like, in. It was bankrolled for not for being home and saving for years. It was bankrolled for, for so much hard work and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't something that MD can say if, as you go. Uh-huh, 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 <laughs> having the ability to just get yourself together, get money, and hit another target. Like I'm not saying that we're the best at travelling. I'm just saying that it's a big big thing to go. Will I not been to Asia, Australia, Vegas? Hawaii, uh, Brazil. Pack, so you're not really doing it like, oh, I'm going here for two weeks, I'm staying in that hotel. Like, uh-huh. well, people have got their own choices, but I think definitely you, you see, and the main thing is, is to educate you. You see another side to, to life. You see a different way to live and a, a different way to communicate and eat and everything, really. Well, look at that. So that's been, what, 2014 you guys first went? And you've, you've literally only come back what, three months ago or something like that? I, but I, I've no, you need to have a seven hour podcast, but I've not been <laughs> traveling like per se. Like, I obviously, when we went to Brazil the first time, it was because of me. I was I was in love. So hey. we went That's there, true, and then that continued. And then I, I ended up actually going back and doing like, I did like six months living in Sao Paulo, like renting an apartment, working. Uh-huh. Well, that, that, when Kenny kind of came back and was trying to slot into life here, I, I had like a year here and then it was obviously quite hard with the long distance, so I went back. And then just through my job at the time, um, once I came back from Brazil, I came back here a wee while and the opportunity came to go to Australia with like yeah. a, a job and a visa and stuff. So I decided to take that option because I knew I liked it and it was in Sydney, and that was actually the only place I hadn't really spent any time in. So it just kind of seemed to work out well. So uh-huh. probably where Kenny's came back and like his life's taken on a new turn. We obviously having a baby and everything. Mine's you still here, you know, Kev. Uh-huh. Mine's um, mine's went kind of back the way, and I ended up doing a bit like you know going going away again. So it does feel weird to come back. Um, like it's really obviously it's really sad what's happening to everything now, but. It's a nice time to spend. Like I've never, I've not seen Scotland in like the kind of sun for a couple of years. <laughs> I used to see like my parents yeah. and spend time with them, and kind of just not always be on a schedule. Like, oh, you've got two weeks to come back and see everybody. Or one time I came back for like eight days for like a wedding. It was just the worst thing ever. Like it was tortures, jet lag, and then too yeah. far. Yeah. I, had, I guess there's probably a lot of things in between that I could have. Yeah, we'll, we'll, de- we'll, we'll definitely have an episode two anyway. That's that's for sure because there's there's so many things that you get. You probably talk for like five hours, eh? You could actually go on and on and on. And you know, remember these wee stories that you probably forgot about until Kenny mentions something or I say something that triggers it. You know what I mean? So true, true. Aye. But I I, th- I think the main the main thing is like for me is that like I think even above all else, obviously because I'm doing this podcast. Um, He's, uh-huh. he's on it but I think if I'm like 50 years old and I've no saw Kenny for 25 years uh-huh. just like so cheesy but you know like when he looks at me and I look at him it's like he knows what we've been through like uh-huh. he's seen 
he's seen me at my lowest point where he probably thought, why are you even my mate? Like, how, why <laughs> did I even know you? And yeah. I've seen him at a point where I think you should be in the jail or something like that. Uh-huh. So just that type of connection never leaves you. It's like, I, I still think that that's just like a bond that regardless of where you go in your life, that's what traveling does. Like it, it separates who your real friends are and it and uh-huh. it, it sometimes you, you learn that the person you go traveling with they come back and you both come back it's not the same person yeah. but it's better like it's a different it's not uh-huh. it's a different ending but it, the destination's like really good do you know what's really funny about that you're saying obviously i've not been traveling with kenny right but i mean kenny and i obviously went to college um years and years ago when we first met uh-huh. We were good pals for, for a few years and then Kenny went away travelling. We didn't speak to each other for obviously the 18 months that he was away. Aye. Uh, I think it maybe it must have been more than that, Kenny, because you'd came back and done a wee bit and then he'd applied for a job at my work. Uh-huh. I'd seen his, I was screening the CVs to interview people and I said it came up Kenny Keegan and I was like, Kenny's in Australia? Like, that's not, that can't be him. So I got uh, one of my colleagues to, I was like, can you phone him and like, just kind of get an understanding, see if it's actually yeah. him. It turns out it was his hip, so it was him. So he came in for an, an interview, and then ever since wow. he's been back, it's like you're just mates again. Like you say, you, you <laughs> never lose a certain connection that you know, you just uh, it's never been away, or you've never. Uh, it's, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it is me, aye. No, I'm kidding. It's not, <laughs> it's not at all. Oh, like, um, I don't know what I think. Like when I came like, dropped like, gave you that mic and stuff like that, it was, it, it's, time doesn't pass. Like, if people mean yeah. something to you in your life when you see them, time shouldn't pass regardless of how successful or unsuccessful somebody is. If you see that person and you've got a real bond with them, you shouldn't feel that, oh, you've pure changed. And if they have pure changed, you should definitely be calling them out on it, going, yeah, happened? Yeah, like, uh-huh. I, I as well, like, it wasn't like, Gav, just to let you know, like, it wasn't like a love affair. Like, there was time when... <laughs> Like Kenny must have oh. hated me because I can I can be actually quite hard to deal with at certain times and there's times when I thought I am not too like I can't deal with Kenny or I need a bit of space. Uh, I think the whole point is that you you accept that and then you come back like you you kind of like work through it because if you just cut ties you're on your own and sometimes that's worse than being with somebody like you know you're having a fight with. So uh, I think that we really we were really accountable with each other. Like if somebody was wasn't pulling their weight or if we felt somebody could do better like like maybe I had a good job and I felt Kenny could have been doing something I would say to him and, and vice versa uh, like you definitely did that it, honestly I would like I never felt like kind of like um sat, like, I don't know I never felt embarrassed to ask for help like uh, I was one, one time it really stands out um when we were in Brazil and we'd kind of planned um Basically, the way that this worked out was when we were working full-time in Melbourne, we were working like just wanted a normal life, like Monday to Friday, save up, and and then hopefully maybe go home with money, but then we decided to travel. So we just came home from work one night and got the map of the world out and just went, right, well, <laughs> the visa finishes in August. Let's extend this to Christmas and string it out and go all the places that we want to go. So I think we paid, we got a really good deal and we paid about, two and a half thousand dollars to buy all these scheduled flights so we could get to each destination and then it took us back to London. So, but it, it coincided like that the last leg of the trip was going to be in, in Brazil. So obviously we had to make sure that any money we made in Melbourne carried us right through. So we'd been in Vegas and we'd been going out and 
Like obviously, um, Brazil was more expensive than we thought, which was a bit of a shocker. So we get to a stage where about halfway through the time, must be about the end of October, start of November, and I, I just say I was I was um, with my girlfriend at the time a lot, and I was saying to Kenny, like Kenny was just loving being there and training and whatever, and then we got a wee flat for a month or so, and I said to him, look, I, I'm I'm pretty much out of money, like I'm I'm done. And I always remember saying, look, we're going to need to try and get on and change the flights to come home. Because I thought, I knew there was no way, there was no more way I could work. I couldn't supply any more money. I didn't want to ask my family. And I always remember, like, it was quite an important time. And basically, Kenny made a few calls and sacrificed, I think, a bit of his own finance um, at the time, which maybe could have supported him when he came back or whatever. And it turned out that that was the thing that kept us there. And I'll never, like, as long as I live, I'll never forget that because I don't know anybody, like, that would be that selfless with money. And he just, and he didn't walk in like, oh, I'm the man, that's it. It was just like, that's fine, we're staying, like, we'll decide when we go home, like, we're not going to let, we're not going to let something like that control us. He said, it's fine, you'll be all right. And just that type of confidence and I think, like, see, like, just to keep, like, the party going, like, keep, like, the good feeling going, like, saying, like, we've got a wee bit left. That was just like pure, that just, that hit home to me so much. Like, it was something I can't explain when he said that to me, you know? Uh, it's almost impossible to be in a bad mood around Kenny, the way. I don't think many people listen this far at this podcast, but you feel that I've paid you money to come on and say these nice things. I like, I, 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 I would Kenny never... Have... Kenny, we've got, we've got one viewer who would be definitely listening to this. Are your mum? Oh, your mum's an absolute legend, one. <laughs> um, but no, like it was not just like that was the only reason I done it is because I know if Keezy had the opportunity today as well, he would have done the exact same thing. It was not like it was when I, I was really enjoying myself. So um, now, like there's like the generosity doesn't just come from me as well. Like, I would never have got to. Brazil, I would never have thought about Brazil, I'd never have thought about Asia if it wasn't for Casey, so it's not like, it's a one-way street, so it's, I had an opportunity to keep my travelling dream alive, and I wasn't letting like, my best pal go up the road, so, it was, it was just, go up the road as if he's getting the bus. <laughs> aye, but you know what I mean, it was, it was never going to be just me, I wouldn't be right to, to keep myself there and not let the guy I've spent all this time with. Yeah, fall at the last hurdle. So maybe, maybe I was Michael Jordan, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, like it was. Oh god, like I've learned so much from it. Like I, I tend to, I, I, I tend to like now. In these days, maybe I'm not thinking about it as much when I should because the amount of lessons that I've learned from it, I don't pull on them. I don't draw on them when I should. Yeah, like you know. My kid gets up at five in the morning and I'm like, ah, I'll have a wee half hour extra in bed when I should be getting up and enjoying these moments because they don't last forever. No, no, I don't. Um, I went down a wee rabbit hole there, didn't I? Um, <laughs> but I want to finish because, um, and I want to finish on the last story and it's the last leg of the travelling when we were coming back. <laughs> Remember we were sitting in that cafe in Hawaii? No, it wasn't. No, it was. We were speaking about Ferry and seeing how Ferry's the best guy in the world and Ferry's so cool. And then, like, we told him when we were coming home, 
Yeah. And we're like, he's like, how are you getting up the road for London? I was getting a mega bus, man. Like, it's only like sixteen pound each in a mega bus, and he's like, no, 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 no. And I don't, I don't know if Pam have on Pam must have knew it. I think she knew it the last minute. He didn't come again, like did he? Take him he drove from Glasgow. What a legend, London. by the way. Um, oh, maybe I've pure put him in it here, but <laughs> I know I know that obviously him and he, he, he proposed and um, then maybe taking... No, he proposed well before that. No, he never. Keezy, though. <laughs> I feel like I'm pure thrown ferry under a big giant bus here. I, I should let Keezy tell a story. <laughs> oh, oh. Two kids, so it can't be that bad. No, it can't be. So Ferry drove all the way from Glasgow. It was in short notice. It wasn't like we'd planned it months in advance. It was short uh, notice. Um, I to ask him. Ferry drove all the way down, picked us up, put us in the back of his car. We were howling, stinking, pure oh. howling, stinking bags. Um, he picked us up, and within about 16 seconds of being in the car, it was like you'd never been away, because he was like, Used to sound like pure idiots. <laughs> You've never been called out, and I feel that he'll never ever change. He just calls you, and Edney feel no. He's so he's such an honest guy, though, eh? Like, he is. He is. Obviously, you you know him a lot more than I do. But for what I've, any dealings I've ever had before, he's such a just such a genuine guy. Uh, really, really nice. He's, he's the, he is the nicest guy in the world. Even even Shout the night, Scott. Even the night yeah. you've, you've got the pleasure of listening. To his, uh, doing the podcast for his laptop. True. Go, eh? yeah, had, it, was... True. it took us a while, but you did get on it eventually. <laughs> um, right, this, I know I wanted to finish, but I definitely want to ask you this question. Uh, yep. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned for travelling? Oh, man. Um, that's really hard. Uh... That's it's a question. It's a tough question. <laughs> Finishing a hard gene. I think... I can I answer saying one thing that I've proved to myself? Ah, you okay. And I'll do the biggest thing I've learned because I think they kind of they link with each other. So the the biggest thing that I've that I've proved to myself is that, like, literally you can pretty much do anything you want in your life if you need to. So when, when whether it's financial, whether it's motivation of people whatever whether it's the place that you're in if you like have if you are semi good with people and you work hard you'll never be like sacked basically like yeah. you can, you can travel and you can and you can also learn a lot of different skills which you don't know are going to come in handy in your life so I never really thought I could work that hard mm-hmm. like like for example when I left to go traveling I probably could have, should have <laughs> came back and like went to uni, like like what everybody else was doing. But no. I, no, just a second. But yeah. at that stage, at that stage, everything that I kind of learned, like was already there. It was like meant to happen because when I went away, I learned all of these things, and a lot of it, I realised like I would never have known how to do half of those things or communicate with those people or yeah. get there at that time. But you, you just kind of had a. I don't know, you just just find out more about it. The more you go, you just get better. You get better with people. And the biggest, so that was the thing about working hard was something that I've I've really learned that I could do and it could provide for me, like wherever I went, doing whatever job. 
mm-hmm. and the biggest thing is probably like just like like being yourself because when in all the times that I met the best people or had the best experiences or the best job I was just being purely like myself like I was just being I wasn't trying to pretend I had something or like talk myself up or anything I was just being like friendly to people treating them well being kind working hard and I think that that people always remember that like even if they only knew you for a week or two they'll always look back and say oh like that guy was nice or they'll always say when it's your birthday on Facebook just just simple things but you always feel quite connected throughout the world. Like you can go into any environment and, and have a beer with people and chat, whether it's about football or deeper stuff. But I always think that just being yourself, like take, it takes you like far because you try and imitate people. You, you don't, you never really get anywhere. You get called out on that, I think, eventually. And that, that's a good thing. Again, get back to how, how Kenny's such a good guy. He, he would call, he would call, you'd be the first person who would call you out if you said, you know, oh, I'm this backcomber. You'd be like, no, you're not. Exactly. I think that um, the, the, the pure core, the core um, or the backbone of our experience was that Bud's Beach um, in the Gold Coast, that hostel, that the amount of people that helped us out and the amount of people that, geez, we still speak to. Um, it, it actually was the reason we probably managed to succeed so well. I became your wee family because you, you don't uh-huh. really have ghosts. Uh, just me talk about like being yourself. You couldn't not be yourself in that environment because you had nothing yeah. else but yourself. So you had taken a exactly see how it went. But, see, um, see, see, just before we end, right? I've just one one thing. So, Keaton, the last time uh, I think it was maybe episode two or three of the podcast with me and Kenny. Kenny and I were talking about like different the the type of person you have to be to go away. So, mm-hmm. I think I'm probably a bit more similar to you than to Kenny. So I would, I would, I'm quite, um, I think, overthink things a bit too much. So, <laughs> see if you probably see there. I, I think I look like Keezy doesn't overthink things too much. No, no, I don't mean you're just, you're just laid back. And I'm saying I probably keep is more like me in that sense because you're just too laid back. Like you're so laid back, it's horizontal. Do you know what I mean? Me? <laughs> so, but like, if somebody said to me right now, like, um, come on, we'll go travelling, I'd be like, no. But if Kenny said it, I'd be like, hi. Do you know what I mean? You might see if you've got somebody who's a bit more... Do you think you need somebody yeah. to go away with? Like, if, see if you went away yourself, do you think you would just have crumbled and came back home? Um, at the time in my life, I needed somebody to go away with. Like, I think, because I, I genuinely, like... I, I, I don't think it's so common as well. I didn't know it. people, the way that we live, people would think you're a weirdo. Like, let's be honest, you're a hippie or you're a, bit, <laughs> you're a backpack and you don't come back. So I think it's a bit more acceptable for like society, like your family, your friends, when you're traveling with your mate. But now I would, now I think I kind of like, I, I do like my own company. Like I've, I've never been like, a, hang, I've always had different, like we groups of friends like I've never been a person that they're still mates with the same 12 people and like that they grew up with like I've got kind of different pals and even now they're starting to go like yeah. Tom Boyle's and I think he's in Bali right now I don't even know different places so I think that I just I personally just I'm quite happy with my own company 
So I think because Kenny's so relaxed and laid back, he never really like impacted on that. Like he never really was like overpowering or you know like you're like oh, I can't deal with that. It just, just just kind of flowed like we could just go a day or two and would barely really talk, and then something had happened and we both burst out laughing at something, and then <laughs> just kind of flow again. Like not that we were having issues, but it just kind of just oh, worked right. really. Uh, and I think I, I was a bad influence on him a lot of the time as well. Like I was just kind of like say yes to everything because I mm. might never. <laughs> and I think a lot of time, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." And I was like, "What do you know? No, of course you don't know. Like I'm not going in. No, like this is." <laughs> I always remember um, it was maybe the last few days in Melbourne, and uh, I was coming up in the lift, and. Kizzy messaged me in the, the midst of me getting in the lift and out the lift saying, we need to go out tonight, man. <laughs> but the next night, we were going been out. What? We'd been working really hard. and I think Aye, I just... but the next night was your leaving night for your work, for Johnny's. Aye. Um, and we went out and we ended up in this club and then we left the club to go to another club. Um, and this guy was in the queue and it was like one in, one out. And the guy in front of you was like, oh man, this is, this is absolute like, dog shit. This shouldn't be happening, man. This is, we're never going to get in. And the guy's mate went, will we go to this house party? And Keezy's like, wait, where are you going? Yeah, we're going to go to this party. And he's like, can we go? <laughs> no, Keezy, we can't go with two random guys. And ended up with me, Keezy, and his three mates, and his other five mates in an R car outside this house waiting for the people who were in the house to come back and I'm like yes, this is it man we've we've travelled for so long and this is it we're getting done we're getting mugged um, and it, we, we waited and waited for like half an hour 40 minutes and I was like easy we need to go man like come on like, you've got work in the morning <laughs> can't I just do party up so much like it was like I can't leave and we're going to miss this we're just going to stay uh-huh. and the people coming back were calling them and they were saying oh yeah and all that stuff and they were saying it's going to be mad so mm-hmm. we were like oh, on. just like Chad Hogan's <laughs> empty Chad Hogan's empty that's a wee positive there eh Aye, let's finish on the fact that we got home safe that night <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I can't believe how much you've remembered of this it's crazy. Yeah, I'm so surprised on, I, I've literally written down Five questions, thinking maybe we'll do about an hour, an hour and a half. I think we've easily spoken about two hours now. Eh? About at least two and a bit hours, I think. Aye. I better wrap this up. No, well done, you man, for remembering so much. Yeah. Well, just, you, we've still got part two to come because you've definitely got more, more, que- uh, more stories. Yeah, stories. Aye. I didn't really touch I, much on like Brazil, not like. I know, I know. True, true. Um, I really. Have- the chance to be asked on, I know it's a big, a big honour. So thank you so much, guys. Not at all, mate. Be crazy, man. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. These are legends. Uh, and keep up with well. I'll be <laughs> even when I eventually go back uh, to Australia. I'll be keeping. I'll be an avid listener. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Well, right. Till next time, then, Gabriel. Right? In fact, next time. Bye. Are we doing? We'll be doing a podcast between now and the next guest because we've already booked our next guest, Keys. Our next guest. guest. About the next guest, uh, yes, Kenny will do one probably later on the week, maybe Friday or Saturday, right? Friday, maybe if we're, if we're free. Uh, right. uh, just, just back to us two talking absolute garbage again. Garbage, I know. Uh, the Instagram uh, lives, 
But I listen, thanks everybody again if you if you've if you've listened this Made far. This far. Absolute legend if you've listened this far. The Queen will give you an OBE at some point. <laughs> um, and as I've said once and I will continue to say this is true. Is anything in this podcast is factual. So the Queen will give you an OBE for listening this far. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this, these lawsuits to come through. She'll be like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wasn't it Jaguar? No. <laughs> anyway, Jaguar story. That's going to trend on Twitter, by the way. Hashtag Jaguar story. It would be good. <laughs> it would be good. Um, I'll cut him in Bangkok. In his boat. Or his boat, aye. Right. Peace and love, everybody. Take care. And well, thanks, thank you for, so much. thanks for being here. Take hey. it easy. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.